Hey everybody, JD here along with Zach and Emily. We're going to be watching the same movie every week for a year and recording how it changes us and how the repeat viewings change our opinion on the film. This is heavily inspired by the Worst Idea of All Time podcast, which I'm a big fan of. Our podcast is going to be focused around the movie Dungeons and Dragons, which was a commercial and critical failure at the time of its release in the year 2000. But I'm a big fan of it and I'm excited to show it to two of my friends. The only catches we're gonna be watching for 52 weeks. This is our introduction podcast before they've seen the movie. So let's see what their initial thoughts are. All right, I mean, we can do like all kinds of intro stuff and everything later because yeah. of the magic of editing. Um, so wait, wait, you're telling me that we don't have to do it straight through from start to finish. I don't know if you've seen movies One take. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that like, you know, it'd just have to be straight through. We'd have to go back and record over what we messed up. So let's talk about Dungeons and Dragons, the movie. And I first want both of you to just kind of tell me how your experiences have been with this movie in the past. Have you seen it before? How many times? What does it bring to mind? I have never seen this movie before. I don't think I knew that there was a Dungeons and Dragons movie until I met you, JD. I have experience playing D&D and being in the RPG world, but I have not seen this movie. I know virtually nothing about it except that Scar from the Lion King is in it. Is that Jeremy Irons? Yes, it is. Well, you're in for a f***ing treat. Hey man, I'm doing my best to be prepared. I was going to hear Scar the whole time now. <laughs> Maybe we can super cut Scar into some scene. This is a video of it. Or you just redub all of his lines with Scar lines. <laughs> I like that idea. I think that we could, that should still count as a watch if we do that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'd have to take the time to like edit that in, and that would be like watching it twice. So. That's true. Well, we're, I mean... We're, we're going to de- be watching it a lot more yeah. than twice. <laughs> uh, so, Zach, uh, have you seen this before? Or? I think... I, I'll know after today. But yeah, I feel like I've seen it. I think I know the plot. We'll find out. I want you to guess for me then what you think the plot of this movie is. If I'm not mistaken, it's about a group of friends who loved D&D when they were younger, and then the rest of them went on to do their own thing, you know, jobs and families and stuff, but one of them didn't, and he was crazy. And he was going crazy or something, and the only way the other people could save him was by pretending to play Dungeons and Dragons. I have no idea. I'm gonna assume that it's like a standard D&D adventuring party. There's gonna be a motley crew of It's actually all bards. Oh, it's all bards. Are they goblins? (laughs) (laughs) They're all goblin bards. I ran a game of Dungeons and Dragons last year with Zach and Emily where they were goblin bards on a pirate ship. And they were in a rock band. It was really fun. So yeah, my guess is it's going to be like kind of a take on like a standard high fantasy D&D world. And uh, except we get to like know some characters and we don't have to do any of the dice rolling. Or do you? Is it interactive? Oh, that would be man. sweet. Is it like the new the new Black Mirror thing? <laughs> <laughs> Bandersnatch, yeah. Yeah. What kind of cereal do they eat? Do you think that it is, uh, like Zach said, a movie where people are playing D&D and it kind of goes back and forth between the real world and the D&D world? Or do you think it's kind of like the Warcraft movie where it's just the fantasy world that we're living in? I kind of thought it was just the fantasy world. I was kind of picturing like... I basically want it to be the never-ending story a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. 
Um, you want it to be nightmare fuel for children? <laughs> <laughs> don't even. As long as, no, as long as horses don't get sucked under by quicksand, then I am in good shape. JD, what's your experience with this movie? Uh, I have probably, I would estimate I've probably already seen it 10 times. All right, all right. Uh, but over the course of since 2000. So that's like, what, 18-ish years that it's mm-hmm. out. So I was probably like 12 when I saw it. Uh, I was at my dad's house, and I think I saw it with my younger brother. This was back in the Blockbuster days. So we rented the video at Blockbuster, probably because it had a sweet cover, but I don't remember really my reaction other than I liked it. It didn't get me into D&D. I, I think I was probably aware of D&D when I was 12, but like I just thought it was like a nerd thing. And even though I was a nerd, I didn't realize that <laughs> that would be something that I would be into. When uh, did you start playing D&D? Uh, it was probably like 18... Okay. Um, but yeah, we can go into like a long. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't. I didn't know that about you. Sure. I just wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I've got lots of stories related to that. But as far as this movie goes, I it stuck out to me because I thought it was fun and I would want to watch it again. But I don't think I even bought it on DVD for like ten years after that or anything. Okay. And I tried to show it to a couple people in the past like couple years, and I think most of them liked it, which is kind of surprising in the sense that it it has like a ten percent in Rotten Tomatoes. It is not. Like a movie that is very like well respected, but I think it's a fun bad movie. But I, I think I mean we can judge obviously for ourselves, and I'm curious to see if I'll still love the movie after watching it 52 times, <laughs> or if I'll never want to play Dungeons and Dragons again <laughs> after that. But um, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm definitely curious to see if we'll all still want to be friends with each other at the end of this mm-hmm. year. Or maybe we'll all just want to be friends with the movie. We'll covet it. (laughs) Emily, what are you most excited about with this first session, you know, going in? I'm excited about seeing a new movie and embarking on this journey with the two of you. I'm excited because I've been trying to get both of you to watch this with me for months. And if that (laughs) means I have to watch it 52 times. instead of just committing to watching it once, we're like, no, no, no. No, no, we're going to do this. We're going to do it every week. 52 times. I appreciate that. Uh, I think first watch, you know, I'm just going to feel for it, you know, just just dip my toes. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a, this isn't even a first date. Yeah. This is like a brief interaction on the street. Except you're already committed to this person for exactly. 52 weeks. <laughs> this, is, this is the, the arranged marriage <laughs> Basically, we're, we're entering into here. I think fifty week 52 is the marriage. Uh, is it or is it the divorce? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> I would also want to ask you, what's the icing on the cake for you? I think for me... It would be if we could get like someone from the movie to either do an interview with us about it or even talk to the guys who do the Worst City of All Time podcast. I want to be able to make obscure references to this movie for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes! Oh, Quotes, God. scenes, but I'm never going to actually say where they're from. For sure. I just want to go on like a long monologue that's straight from the movie and then someone will be like, is that a four minute scene you just recited from the <laughs> D&D movie by memory? <laughs> How? How do you? And I'm not going to tell him. Yeah, it'll be like a language that we can speak together. <laughs> it's just like between Like, us. you know, it's like when such and such and, yeah. you know, that, you know. Like Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra if you're a Star Trek Next Generation fan, but... I feel like it's bad to say I don't know why I'm here, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about podcasts. I don't... I've never seen the Dungeons & Dragons movie, so this is all new experiences for me. I think the gold standard for me would be by the end of this year not wanting to break up with Zach and not 
wanting to stop being friends with JD. I appreciate that. I think uh, we'll we need to take that risk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a risk. It's a risk we're both very willing to take. <laughs> I'm I'm not worried about the two of you like in your relationship, but I am worried about our relationship as friends because <laughs> you guys have a lot of interactions outside of this. Whereas this is going to be a large portion of what we are doing as friends just by the nature of the amount of time we're spending doing this. So we should make sure we play board games and do things outside of this so it doesn't just uh, become a one-note friendship and and that you don't begin to resent me because of the movie. On the contrary, I want this movie playing in the background every time we spend time together. (laughs) (laughs) No matter what we're doing. We could be driving in the car. I want it playing on a little DVD player, you know, little pop-up <laughs> ones with the batteries. Well, and it's funny, too, because, like, a lot of our interactions with you have been through D&D. Sure. So, like, you know, because, like, we met you playing D&D, and, like, that's been kind of like the, that was the, the foundation of our friendship. So I feel like this is the perfect movie to be watching, and hopefully it will drive us less nuts than if it was, say... Sex and the City 2. Yeah. <laughs> or Mall Cop. Paul Blart Mall Cop too, yeah. So I say before we wrap up this pre-movie session, I want to give a shout out to our first two listeners, Joseph and Paloma. You wanted it to happen, it's finally happening. We have two good friends who told us that they wanted us to be on a podcast because oh, they cool. just want to listen to us talk all the time. So, sorry, everyone else. So, so let's establish some rules. So can we talk during the movie and to what extent... One-liners, absolutely loud. Sometimes you gotta say something. Say no discussion. No discussion. Or if there's like that one part of the movie where you you just have to yell, you know, like, why? Sure, yell every week. That should be encouraged. (laughs) What if someone falls asleep watching the movie? Let's say you fall asleep and you're only missing like 10 or 15 minutes. Like you miss a scene. You have to go back and watch it in your own time during the week. No, I I think we need a a spritzer bottle that people use for cats. We have those at home. We can bring them next time. Yeah, but like a little one, you know, and it just sits somewhere in between all of us. Get a quick spritz. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that you should then, we pause the movie and you go have a confessional in front of the microphone. Awesome. (laughs) Where you're trying to justify falling asleep. (laughs) What if you dream about the scene that you missed? Oh my god. You're like, I've seen it so many times. Yeah, you should have to explain yourself to the listeners, you know, like... Like, whether it's, you know, I've been sick for three weeks, or I just donated a kidney, you know, whatever reason it is. You have to describe in detail the parts of the movie that you missed. You may, yes, and if you can't do it by memory, we start over. <laughs> From the beginning? That's the pun- whole year. That's punishing everyone. What about, uh, I think, bathroom breaks? Should we pause the movie? I hate pausing movies, though, like, in the middle. Yeah, yeah I think we're dedicating the time to yeah. watching the movie. You're going to see it 52 times. You miss five Just seconds. Just pee before the movie starts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we're, we're tracking uh, Zach's popcorn uh, intake throughout the year. That's why I measured it out. Cool. Made a fourth of a cup, and I've eaten about a fourth of a cup. Yeah, I've got an Excel file on our I saw that. Here, I so. need to tweak it a little bit, sure. so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bare bones. Yeah. <laughs> Just why I put the kernels in, and I figured you'd heat them up. Um, all right, well, now that I've buttered you up, uh, why don't we watch the movie? I think before also we watch each week, we should have a how do you feel about the D&D movie on a scale of 1 to 10. Sure. <laughs> I would say right now, I'm I'm 10. I'm pumped. It's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it a lot. I'm excited to show uh, two of my closest friends this movie that I love dearly. There's a very slight part of me that I think was afraid of what is going to happen when we watch this. <laughs> By week 50... 
what kind of shape are we going to be in? It's going to get weird, JD. Yeah, it's going to get weird. But that's, I mean, that's life, and I'm on board for that, and I'm really excited to watch it. And I, I think I'm going to love it as much 52 weeks in as I do right now. <laughs> I'm really excited to... You heard it here first. Yeah, He's going to love it as much. Replay, replay this recording for you 52 weeks from now. Week 38 when he's um, crying in the bathroom and refusing to come out. We're like, I think I'm going to love it as much mm-hmm. now or as much in 52 weeks as I do now. <laughs> or I'll just be an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm very excited right now. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And I think that the three of us are just weird enough to stick with it for a year. And um, I think I'm going to hate this movie by the end of the year. But right now, I'm super pumped. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right, so we just got done with our first watch of Dungeons & Dragons 2000. What did you guys think of it? Well, that was an experience. Mm -hmm. It was... Nothing like I expected, but at the same time, exactly what I expected. <laughs> um, still very confused about the ending. I need to process that for a moment. I feel like I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. I think we have our work cut out for us for the next 52 weeks, just unpacking this movie. We should probably wait another week until we do spoilers, just to make sure everyone has a chance to watch the movie if they're listening at home, which I definitely recommend that you do. It's a great movie. Or I guess first, do you think people should watch this movie? Oh, absolutely. Yes, for sure. I mean, there's romance, there is action, there's adventure. Really impressive costumes. There's comedy. You got it all. In fact, I think that this movie should be rated 100%. Yeah. On Rotten Tomatoes. It's a fresh tomato. Clearly there is a... You know, clerical error. <laughs> and they're missing a zero. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised when I found out that it wasn't received as well as I thought it would be. Uh, I want to admit, uh, I definitely had the wrong movie in mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although it still could be the same thing. That could have been someone's mental delusion. So I want to say, costumes were on point. They, did, they spared no expense when it came to costumes. There was two kobolds in every scene, <laughs> and they had great costumes. That guy with the eye in the middle of his forehead oh, yeah. that was sideways and kind of blinking, that was, was great. that was some pretty good prosthetic work. Reminded me of Pan's Labyrinth, kind of. Yeah, yeah hands in the... Ooh. Yeah. I want to say I really want to give a shout out to uh, the sexy elf's armor, which had metal nipples and a belly button. <laughs> we got to um, protect that belly button it was It was impressive. I feel like, was it protecting the belly button or was it just like a weird, because on the inside it's inverted, so it was a weird pokey part of her armor (laughs) that was just constantly poking her in the stomach. Hey, after 234 years, you know, you know what you like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it looked like Joel Schumacher Batman costumes. (laughs) It was kind of of that era. I was thinking like maybe the elves have just some sort of cultural reason where they want like vanity with their armor or something. I don't know. Is it vanity though? Or is it just metal boobs? Yeah, I mean, I guess. (laughs) Who do you think it was the target audience of this movie? Dudes. What year did this release? Uh, Year 2000. 2000. It's PG-13. A year before Lord of the Rings? Yeah. By the same studio, which fascinates me. They were probably working on them at the same time. We clearly all liked this movie. I'm not... 
Oh, it was entertaining as hell. (laughs) JD spent the first 10 minutes of the movie giggling nonstop, (laughs) I would like to point out. I wrote it down in my notes, JD giggling. (laughs) I knew what we were in for. I mean, (laughs) like right from the very first shot, it has me. And I, I think my favorite thing in the movie is Jeremy Irons. He just takes it to another level. Jeremy Irons is Scar still in this movie. He's kind of like a political dark horse who's like, hey... I want to take over and I want to claim power from a child ruler. I mean, say what? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's the same thing. There were so many points in this movie where I expected him to tell, like, the Empress, like, I killed your father. (laughs) I killed Mufasa, whatever the line is. Dungeons and Dragons, the role-playing game, came out in 1974. It was created by Gary Gygax and Dave Arneson. The game itself was heavily based on traditional wargaming, which goes back to like the early 1700s at least. As far as inspiration for D&D as a setting though, talk about like the monsters and the mechanics, the campaign settings in general. D&D is kind of inspired by mythology and fantasy novels from the 60s and 70s. Uh, Do you think that this movie was inspired by any particular movie or novel or something like that? You know, so in like Tolkien lore and, you know, you have like the different races and you have interactions, but I always enjoy movies and I'm probably going to get flack for this, but the Netflix movie Bright, which is about an orc (laughs) and a police officer, a human and an orc working together as cop (laughs) friends, right? Now it's goofy as shit, but I like when they, when they take you know, races and creatures that aren't human, but they still make them have regular lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, you got this tavern scene, and it's just, like, a ton of different people all hanging out and drinking, and, like, and I think that's what people look for when you're playing an RPG or you're playing d and You're looking to just have that, like, it's still just, everyone just has still their regular lives. I gotta pick up the, you know, the milk from the dwarf farmer, and, like, I feel like sometimes in movies... They so often are like, elves are this, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, but they're just regular, you know, they just interact in regular ways. And I think that this movie did a pretty good job with that. There were the tropes, you know, like the dwarves hating the elves and that sort of stuff, <clears> but, but it didn't make the character. See, I would argue that, I would argue the opposite with, especially when it came to elves, you know, like they were in Discount Lothlorien is where they were, let's <laughs> But like, you know, they were in the big tree place and, and the guy's like, elves are magic. We are part of magic, all of us. I am generalizing. There's a weird voodoo doll behind you and you're laying on furs. and, right. and you Elves know. aside, <laughs> everyone else is represented pretty okay. Yeah. He says, you only use magic. We are part, part of it. And the girl is like, you're part of it? <laughs> I've never used it in my life. Oh, that's... <laughs> that reminds me of something. How many characters in this movie that are like main characters do you know the name of after watching this movie? Ooh, snails. snails. <laughs> and Raf- Ridley. Rafi- Ridley. Ridley. Marina. Yeah. I kept thinking that's the name of a place, not a person's uh, name. Yeah. That's the magic girl, right? Yeah. yeah. And then okay, there's Dwarf. Uh, Dwarf, whose name and, I looked, I listened for his name and could not. Yeah, there's Lipstick Guy. Lipstick Guy. There's Manny Guy. His name is Damodar. No, Damodar. his name is Lipstick Guy. Yeah, Blue Lipstick Guy. There's Sexy Elf. Yeah, Sexy discount Elf. Discount Halle Berry, I Yeah, think. definitely Discount Halle Berry. Um, she's still beautiful, but she's they paid less for her than Halle Berry, <laughs> probably. <laughs> and then there's the main bad guy, Prospectus. Prosperous. Scar. Uh, Scar. Profion. <laughs> Profion, okay. And then Emperor, yes. The Empress. Yeah, the childlike yeah. Empress. Yeah. <laughs> 
Who, what other characters that had names? I think those were kind of like the major ones. I mean, I don't remember the name of like the guild leader or anything like that. <laughs> no, that maze scene was cool. I liked that. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It was entertaining. He was, Ridley was kind of dumb for a lot of it. He was like, oh, I'm just going to march into this room. There's no booby traps in here. <laughs> Speaking of that scene in particular, uh, there was a, like a moment where they're trying to get the thing from the end of the maze and it's like a gem or whatever and he goes through all these traps and it's great but then the last room he gets to it looks just like a scene from indiana jones yep yeah <laughs> uh, and his outfit kind of looks like that i mean in like the traps in general just kind of had that feeling which i mean i get you want to rip something off rip something off that people <laughs> like um there was so much star wars that i saw this time watching the movie though like so much in every different possible scene um, like without even kind of getting into spoiler kind of stuff, uh, for instance, there's a scene where Darth Vader is torturing Leia in order to find the plans, uh, mm-hmm. or not the plans for the Death Star, the, uh, don't Rebel spoil, Don't base. spoil Star Wars either. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you whoa, don't know who's whoa, seen whoa, whoa, whoa. it. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to get, uh, the location of the Rebel base from Leia and he, like, tortures her and they do, like, the same kind of, like, torture scene in here with the Darth Vader-y kind of guy. Because Blue Lips is Darth Vader in this and the Emperor <laughs> is Profion. Yeah. There's also a part where they jump into a garbage chute, like the into the garbage chute flyboy kind of moment from Star Wars, but with a dwarf jumping into a sewer. Um, I mean, the, even the swords they use look kind of like lightsabers. <laughs> they the had lightning. Like John yeah. Williams. There's lightning sabers. That was my really good lightsaber impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a ton of Star Wars moments. Even like the cantina scene in Star Wars looked mm-hmm. like the bar in this, and there was the same kind of ending juxtaposition there it was just like it i feel like it definitely ripped off star wars but i mean again that's a fantasy movie that was very popular before this and there really weren't a lot of i mean i guess the 80s had a lot of sword and sorcery stuff but this was made like 10 years after that even the crimson brigade looked like uh, (laughs) stormtroopers they also ran around mindlessly like stormtroopers. I'm making it my goal now. I really need to find some blue lipstick for myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have dark blue lipstick, fun fact, but I don't have that nice icy blue shade that he had going on. It's you need shoulder impressive. pads, too. Like, Obviously. Really I'm going to shave my head also. Really commit to it, you I know? think so. We can maybe get the, you know, the things Ooh, for you. Things, yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta say, <laughs> the scene where he was, like, torturing Marina, I kept picture because there's a significant amount of cgi that's kind of important (laughs) integral to that scene and i kind of just kept picturing both of those actors without the cgi (laughs) like i kept picturing them being like oh their heads like three inches from each other like the whole time uh we made it 12 minutes into our conversation without bringing up the ear rape scene Super uncomfortable to watch. Oh, yeah. And it kept going. We it get to long. watch it 51 more like times, it kept, you guys. It kept going. Uh, just for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, uh, one of the Darth Vader bad guy with blue lips. Uh, you can't he, miss him. Yeah. <laughs> Stay from the start. <laughs> yeah, blue lips will just be what we call Davidar. Um, so he gets these weird parasite-like magic creatures uh, in his head. Yeah from uh, Profion uh, in order to kind of keep him in line. Uh, Although he had been completely loyal before that. Yeah, yeah I mean, he f***ed 
up, I think, was the reason why he got it. But even then, like, he it gets, was kind of He weird. gets increasingly more veiny throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. Which is a nice touch. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. And then he, his ears get very red. Yeah, which was a good juxtaposition to his blue, blue lips. lips. <laughs> yeah, it looked like Star Trek Nemesis, although I'm, I'm sure I'm going to bring really, up Star Trek. Really into those Star Trek references <laughs> yeah. today. But, yeah, he gets these weird ear parasites, which also happened in Star Trek Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Uh, but not not quite the same way. But they're just these really weird-looking CG creatures that come out of his ears and like have mouths on them. And he sticks them in uh, Mage Girl's ears in order to get information. No, no, no. Sticking in isn't the right way to describe that. <laughs> they have like flowers on the end, and they pollinate inside of her ears. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like more like mouths. Oh yeah, it's like it's like a vacuum. It it's, makes drinking noises. Yeah, and it's like uncomfortably pulsating the yeah. entire time. But I gotta say, she was pretty okay afterwards. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, there was no long-lasting damage done. <laughs> well, to be fair, they didn't really explore her character very much. In she the... changed outfits. <laughs> she got cleavage. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, as someone who's going to have to watch the movie 51 more times, one thing I do appreciate, but is also kind of a weakness, is that they do kind of just skip over or skim over a lot of things yeah. uh, that they could have shown. But, I mean, they wanted to obviously keep the runtime down and... They kept the pace up enough, yeah. which I think I'll appreciate on repeat viewings. It's a there tall was... order to like have to set up that much of a world and that, you know, it's high fantasy, I think, is always like a really kind of difficult task to represent on screen, especially in like a shorter format, like a movie rather than a TV show. Or even like but... most fantasy stuff now you see as trilogies because yeah. of the yeah. Rings, so this is a one movie, even yeah. though they leave it open for other things. I mean, and but... they, they leaned on, obviously, D&D lore... But, like, not too heavily that if you weren't involved in it, you would be left out. They, you know, they, they drop enough lines here and there to look explain a beholder. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think iconography might be a better word than lore. I mean, the one thing that I, I guess people who don't know about D&D as much, they might assume that there's, like, a setting for D&D. Oh, true, yeah. Uh, but just in case you're not familiar with it, with D&D there's lots of different settings and uh, people who run games can create their own. There is some sort of shared uh, knowledge and shared core symbols and stuff co- yeah, in D&D, core, I guess. Core ideas. Yeah, Tiamat, for instance, appears in a lot of different uh, campaigns. Mm-hmm. There are shared things, like even like just certain items and magic items, like yeah. holding and that kind of stuff. Damn, sorcerer is lighting the river on fire. Yeah, <laughs> you can't trust that, that's that's definitely like my first thought. I was like, that's not canon because that was like real in the in the beginning of the movie. I hate the sorcerers. Well, and I, I was like, I was like, how how much are they gonna stick to D and D, and how much are they gonna kind of go off book here? And then the dragon's blood just like lit the whole river on fire, and everybody just kind of stood there and watched it happen. Maybe it was just lighting the disgust on top of the river on fire. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just looks like you have a sewer with, uh, like, some water going out into the, the city and everything, and the dragon blood just, like, barely touches the water <laughs> of the sewer, and instantly, it's just a fire kind of rains out everywhere. It was, but I don't it, get But that. no one's it upset about it, yeah. it. And it lights it in, like, weird paths. Like, it doesn't light the entire river on fire. It just lights, like, lines and, like, like a veins. design. Yeah, yeah. It was strange. But... 
I do really appreciate that they opened the movie with a dungeon and a dragon. Oh, yeah. yeah. In that order. In that order. <laughs> you got what you came for. <laughs> They're like, here you are. You can all go home now. <laughs> you don't need to watch this 51 more times. <laughs> so how do you both feel about the prospect of having to watch this 51 more times Oh, I think year? it's hilarious. Oh, I'm excited. There's so many lines that I'm going to pick up in my regular That's, life. I'm so sorry about snails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry about snails. <laughs> Um, no, I think there's a lot to unpack here, and there's a lot that I kind of want to watch for in the future. It's like just certain characters and stuff that I think are super interesting. It's going to be my Harry Potter fan fiction days all over again, you guys. <laughs> it's going to get bad. But like in more of a Stockholm syndrome kind of way this time, I think that's how yeah, I like see it happening. Yeah. I'm excited to be able to pull from these very overdone characters when like running a one shot or running a campaign is like an easy you know because these characters are so over the top sometimes like the dwarf literally like is a dwarf <laughs> like he's you know the lines he says are perfect he's, yeah he's the most dwarf you could possibly yeah. dwarf uh yeah i mean i've seen the movie plenty of times but i feel like it is one that i can rewatch a lot because it is very dense there's just so many things going on, and each scene brings its own treasures to you. Yeah, I don't think that it was right that this movie, that it got the critical like reception that it did. I think part of it is because it relies so much on CG, and the CG wasn't even good when it came out. Like, it looks like Xeno Warrior Princess. <laughs> um, what would you rate it? thing is, I, I get that if you're a movie critic, you kind of go through things with a different lens, and this is not the kind of movie that people who are critics, I guess, would appreciate as much as general audiences. And I think the general audience reaction was a little bit better, but because it got critically panned mm -hmm. and everything, everyone's kind of approaching it more from that angle. Uh, I mean, it is very cheesy, but I think that the it's very entertaining to watch at very least. So I, I think it should be like a three or four star movie. Uh, critically, maybe a three-star audience, it should stars. be a five-star out of five. <laughs> three or four out of 11. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I think it's, yeah, nine dragons out of ten. <laughs> I think this is the best D&D movie that will ever be made, uh, and the best movie that has ever been made. Uh, it's would, week one, everybody. We'll see where he's at it. <laughs> week seven or something. So, yeah, your homework is, uh, if you haven't seen this movie... Watch it before next week because we're going to go through the entire plot. And from then on, spoilers are all fair game. And Watch it a few times. About. you know, Get ahead yeah. of us. <laughs> yeah, if you can watch it 52 times before we do... Uh, you win a prize. Yeah. We'll decide what the prize is later. I'm really not super interested in watching the ear rape scene every week. Oh, I am pumped for that. <laughs> uh, I don't think that there is a moment that I don't look forward to in particular... Um, I want to just get the facial expressions down for that scene and be able to act it out. Uh, what was your favorite moment this watch? My favorite moment was when they skirt the beholder and then they split up and he goes to get the map and not the girl and then he goes to get the girl and not the map and he goes, snails, be careful. Snails goes, you too. And then he turns and immediately hits his head. <laughs> it's like because the, I don't know if it was on purpose <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna giggle every time at that scene 
Yeah, it was really good slapstick. I mean, I guess I am kind of a sucker for that. I grew up on Three Stooges, too. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we should probably mention is that snails... Well, we can talk about snails in depth in the future. <laughs> there will no, be okay, a, straight a up, session for you're snails. Like, you're like, my goal is to have like somebody like Jeremy Irons like for us to interview that person. I want, I want, I want to talk to snails. That's what I want. That is 100% my goal. I, I, I need that in my life. Which Wayne's brother? It's, it is one of the Wayne's brothers. <laughs> Marlon Wayne's. Marlon Wayne's. Okay. Yeah. Like, he's way too famous to ever talk to us. And I think it was his best performance in any movie so ever. Good. So good. I think he was, in general, just like the highlight of the movie for me. But the way Jeremy Irons delivers his lines is just, there's he could teach a master class. And I don't think they asked him to do that. <laughs> I think they just said that he did. They just said, yeah, actually, they kept stopping filming and they said, please, Jeremy, just take it down a few notches. <laughs> that is the way that I talk with my hands. It's the hands and like his facial movements, his mouth is so expressive. It's a lot of hand gestures. <laughs> Yeah, he overacts it. But, like, in an impressive way. Yeah. Like, it's overacting, but it's overacting done right. It's, you know, he chews the scenery, and then he throws it up. It's like acting bulimia. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> acting bulimia. Uh, how much, what percent of the popcorn do you guys think that I ate? 70% of 70? the popcorn. 70? That's it? I only had, like, a handful. Okay. 80% of the popcorn. I got 87 is I, my guesstimation. I had like several handfuls. I took that other bowl. I pretty much demolished the pot by the myself. Bowl. And then I also went after that other bowl. Then, yeah, go, go 80, are we okay with 87? Yeah, I think that's a fair estimate okay. of popcorn intake for this week. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, and I think, I mean, the last thing we need to recap is how excited are you guys to watch it again in a week? I think that I'm going to enjoy Watch 2 quite a bit. I think it'll be a good watch for us. And uh, we'll get a little bit more clear on some things. Emily? I agree. I'm actually really pumped to watch it for a second time because I've seen it, I know what to expect, and now I like have some things I want to watch for and kind of like some things I want to sort out. I really want to learn the dwarf's name. I'm not going to IMDb it. I was going to sure. say, I think we should stay off of forums, stay off of the internet with this movie. Obviously, you can still use the internet for your own life. But, um, like, because that's, like, having, that's, like, discussing it, you know? Sure. So, like, don't, maybe don't do that. Like, we'll be so steeped in it over time that I don't think we need to look up anything about it. But yeah. I want to know, I always play that game where I'm like, I know that actor from somewhere. Well, I'm sure after you know. watch them for 36 hours, it'll I won't figure you. it out. It'll just drive me nuts for the next year. That's a rough life. I mean, to be fair, I already looked up a lot of things on IMDb, <laughs> so it would be unfair and cruel of me to not let you guys <laughs> look that up. In general, too, there is a special feature commentary with the director and Justin Whalen, the star, and some behind the scenes stuff. So I think we should wait <laughs> until like week 50 or so for that. Yeah. Like really, 50? Yeah. Maybe when like we really 40s. need it. We'll, we'll, we'll just wait a while. We'll wait at okay. least the first half of the year. Yeah, and we can okay. Watch okay, that's fair. But week 50 is literally two weeks from it's next Christmas. Like. Yeah. yeah, that's rough. Okay, that wraps up this episode. Until next time, you may use magic, but we are a part of it. <laughs>